Welcome to the Seasonal Living Mamas podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm going to chat all about mindfulness practices for the modern mama. All right, so being mindful in our lives, that was the number one request I had um, on the survey that I sent out uh, at the beginning of the year, was how can I live more mindfully? And with my clients, I was surprised too when I was asking what their 30, 60, 90-day goals were. Almost all of them said to be more mindful. So I think that's kind of no surprise. I just, in the world that we're living in, it is, it's so fast paced and being more mindful in our lives has become such an important and needed area the last few years. You know, we have more things to consume now than ever with media, um, social media, smartphones, are our computers that we carry with us all day long. So anytime someone asks us a question, we're like, Hey, let me just quick Google the answer. Like my son asked us, my husband and I earlier, he's like, do bears eat acorns? And we're like, I I don't think so. I don't know. Like I think berries, but no. And so he asked Alexa and she gave him the answer. And fun fact, they do eat acorns. Black bears do. Um, and so it's just all at our fingertips. I mean, we don't have to think hard about things anymore. It's just boom. Let's Google it. Let's find it. So um, standing in line at the grocery store, how many of us have done this where we didn't even realize this happened, but we somehow popped open Instagram? Like how did that even occur? Like, I don't even mindfully recall ever getting my phone out and then tapping that app right away. Uh, one of the greatest things for me is at the end of the week when they give you the, how long have you been? I have an Apple phone and I don't know if they do this on, um, the other ones, Androids. Um, but for Apple, they send you a, how long were you on your phone? If it was up or down from the week before. And for me, it's always a win when it's like, you are down 16% from last week. Like, yes, great. Um, and that's, that's a win for me. So that means I was off my phone and in my life a little bit more. So to live mindfully, we really have to slow down and pay attention, which is hard to do. You know, how can we bring mindfulness into our daily lives without feeling the need to move into the middle of a forest without any Wi-Fi? So I personally would love to do that, but it is not the option. So I'm going to share a few ideas with you today on how you can start doing that and your intuition and listening to your intuition and being guided towards the thing um, that really is calling to you. Because I think at the end of the day, our intuition is pulling us someplace. We don't always know that it's our intuition um, because we are so out of touch, I think, with our intuition and trusting ourselves and understanding who's, who's really in charge of what's going on with our brains. Um, is it us? Is it not? You know, that's, that's scary, you know, especially when you have all of the, the big, the big CEOs, um, who are in the technology companies, not allowing their kids to have cell phones until they're 16 or 18. That, that, that says a lot, you know, to me, that says a lot. People are just not able to control themselves with the devices that we have. Um, and I know for me, I just did an exercise where you're supposed to write out your ideal day or ideal life or something like that. Well, let me tell you, I was shocked what actually came through. It was, um, you know, living basically in a log cabin without any of the smart devices, um, having the community again and gathering, um, you know, basically a lot of what we might've had in the early 1900s, but with a little bit more advancement in, um, you know, having indoor plumbing and more advancement on accepting other uh, races, other you know, women, for instance, you know, having people have rights. So a little bit more of, you know, what I think we're awakening to right now, but a lot of it was like getting away from this so connected online feeling and actually being connected again. You know, when we had babies, we were able to help raise other people's children's communally. And 
Um, I, I think there is uh, people who are wanting that and not being able to do that because I don't think we're going to go back to that stage or age by any means. But how can we do that with our technology the way it is today? How can we still have some mindfulness about ourselves? Um, that's kind of what I wanted to explore because I, I know I'm probably not the only one who's feeling that way who's like, oh, yes, you know, were we better off without our smartphones? Oh, you know, a shrug. I'm not sure. I, I, maybe potentially not. Obviously people will say, well, I couldn't run my business the way I am now. And for me, actually I could, I really could. Um, most of my people do not come offline. They're all from face-to-face -face interaction. Like almost all of my clients I've had interactions with face-to-face -face or people Googled and they found my, found my website. I mean, those were the main things. Um, and then I always meet in person to make sure we jive with our energy. So that's just, um, I mean, it's fascinating to me. So anyways, because a lot of it, I mean, okay, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but I am right now, but like the marketing, you know, a lot of people have a lot of money. They just put into Facebook ads and, um, you know, once people go to your website, you can track them back and that's how you keep getting all the ads with the website you were just on and the, the shirt that you almost bought. Now all of a sudden it's on your Facebook feed or, you know, on Amazon, it's everything is, you know it's tracking you. And so that's why it's hard to get away from some of that. You know, is it really me that wants this or is it because they're marketing? Like they know how to hook people in, they know how to get you to buy stuff. Um, and that's kind of scary. So that is, that is my two cents on that. Um, so let's, let's dive into the mindfulness piece then. How can we live more mindfully? Uh, my first one is five senses awareness. I really am in, really big into this, especially as of late. Um, and it's great to do with kids as well. So going outside, checking with your five senses. When you go outside, my son loves to do this. You know, all of a sudden he's like, stop mama. So we stop on our walk and then we, we do our five senses check. You know, he's like, Oh, what do I hear? What do I see? What's the farthest thing that I can see? You know, what do I smell? all of those things, you know, what, what can I touch? You know, what, that's how we can kind of play with those five senses. And it can be fun. It can be a game, especially with kids. Now you might not want to eat anything that you don't know that isn't poisonous. So don't eat something on the trail if you're not sure exactly what it is. Um, another one you can do it is with meals. So sitting down before you have your meals, checking with your five senses. Um, and this can be again, done with um, family or it can be done by yourself, you know, just kind of checking in. How can I slow down a little bit more and live a little bit more mindfully? Another one is a morning connection. So as soon as you wake up, pausing, saying what you're grateful for before you even get out of bed. So taking a deep breath and then starting your day. I mean, it, it can be that process, but that really helps you connect in, ground in. You're grateful for whatever you're grateful for that day. Take a deep breath and then start your day. So having maybe then a designated spot where you continue with a morning practice. So maybe you brush your teeth and then you just continue on. So for me, um, right now on the Insight Timer, Sarah Blondin, I've been, I think it's like 47, 50, however many days it's been this year, um, 60 maybe, days in a row of me listening to one of her episodes. I've been doing it every single morning and that's part of my routine and I enjoy it. That sets me into a nice mindfulness journal practice after that. So that has been my, um, my little thing this year and it will probably change again next year. So I always let things ebb and flow when it's falling out of favor or when I'm not being mindful for it, then I know I need to change up what I'm doing. Like if I'm just kind of going through the routine, then it's gotten to the point where it's stale and I need to change it. Another one is a car, bus, metro transit mindfulness. So however you're getting to work or if you're a stay-at-home mama, whatever you need to do before you start your day with kiddos. So 
maybe once more, like the morning thing isn't your, you know, getting up and doing what I just suggested, but maybe we can grab the coffee and just sit and stare out the window, you know, if you're a stay-at-home mama. Or if you ride a bus, super easy to put on a meditation, plug it into your earbuds and just relax, you know, rather than feeling like you need to work before you're at work, you know, make that be a you time. Uh, same thing in the car, put on a podcast, um, do whatever you need to do to kind of center yourself before you get in to start whatever you have to do that day. Another one is three deep breaths. Um, this one, my friend Shannon Shatler always shares on her Instagram stories. She was on the podcast. Um, probably a few months ago now, but definitely check out her episode if you haven't listened, but she is wonderful. And she always is reminding us to slow down and take three deep breaths. And I love it because it is, as soon as I see her do that, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to slow down, you know, stop the scroll and just check back in with myself. So however you want to do that, maybe you set a reminder on your phone, or maybe you just happen to see, um, follow Shannon and you see her doing that. That could be your cue. Hey, let me slow down and take my breaths. And then finally, another one to do is sigh it out. I do this with my son. I love it. But next time that you're in that, like, whoa, I'm seeing red. I'm so angry. I'm just flying through things. Just sigh it out. I, my son tells me this. If, um, if I'm feeling a little, ah, and he can sense it, he's just like, mama, let's sigh it out. And so all what we do is go, ah. And we do that a few times, you know, until we feel better, which you will. Like if you've tried that, even if you try it right now, you know, maybe you do it with me. So let's all do it together. Breathing in through your nose, open mouth, exhale out through the mouth. And usually your shoulders are falling down as you do that too. Like you're just relieving that tension that might be built up in the upper part of the body. So that one is great again, to bring back you into the present moment. So those are a few different ways that you can kind of, um, you know, have a little bit more of mindfulness. I think that there are other ways that you can bring in mindfulness, but really starting with one of those practices, I usually start um, my clients just with one. So whatever feels like the best for them, and then we can build from there. So you might end up doing all, but start with one, get into the habit before you add another. Otherwise, what tends to happen is we overwhelm ourselves. We do nothing. And it feels like some other thing that we should quote unquote be doing and we're failing at and we feel like failures and this doesn't work for us, you know? And another idea um, that is kind of just coming to me is with the mindfulness, with the scrolling, maybe you give yourself set hours that you're on social media. I've really been thinking about this as being more conscious about when I'm on there um, and not again, feeling the need to be on there all day long, you know, cause even when we pop open to do a couple stories throughout the day, it re- it really drains your energy. Cause what happens is you, you see who posted stories recently and you might check them out. You might scroll through the feed just a little bit. And what, before you know it, there went 20 minutes and you just, your intention was maybe just to pop on and share something really quick. So maybe having some just designated time on social media, Verse, you know, hey, I can come and go as I please. If that's some area um, in your life, one of the areas that gets you pulled out of your mindfulness. And I know raising my hand, super easy to do, especially at night if you're tired, grabbing the phone. But what's going to happen is kids do remember that. And um, Jalen told me, that's my son. Um, oh, I don't know where we were, but I, he had something with my phone. He's like, Mama, don't get your phone out. And I was like, Wow. 
And I, I don't even realize that I'm on it that much, you know, but it might be taking a video. Um, not that he didn't want me to take a picture because he always wants me to take pictures of him. He always asks for that, but he didn't want me to get my phone out and get distracted from our experience. You know, maybe we were at the children's museum or something. So that for me, you know, spoke volumes. And if he just noticed that and he's almost four, like that's kind of what our kids are seeing, you know, those teenagers. Of course, they're going to be on their phones if that's if that's what we're doing and that's what we're modeling, you know. And so we really have to start that from home um, and trying to how can we model it? Of course, we're not going to be perfect. This we're the first generation who's dealing with um, all of the stimuli. And um, I I've told many of my clients I'm very curious to what the generation who has grown up with cell phones doing what they're capable of doing now with all of the social media are going to say about their childhood. Um, and they're probably I don't know they're probably in their late teens right now. So I'm guessing in the next five or six years when they're in their, you know, mid twenties and they start reflecting on their childhood, we're really going to get some, some good and some bad insights back onto what we could have done better as a generation. And, um, you know, that's just stuff that I think about. Maybe you don't, but that's, that's what I'm kind of thinking about is I wonder, I wonder how this is really going to affect, um, you know, the kids and the generation, um, that's coming up and what, what they're going to say about it and how they felt about the presence of a phone just constant in their life, you know, cause for me, I didn't have a cell phone until I went to college. Um, some of my friends had phones, but they were the flip phones back in high school. And I never had one in high school and I'm actually really grateful. So like my high school boyfriend had to call my parents and talk to my mom to get a hold of me, you know, which is just, it's great. You know, looking back, I, I did not miss anything. Um, but I can only imagine now with the capabilities that our phones can do, how easy it is for us to numb out and get distracted at a younger age. And then the bad thing is they're not going to have the tools. So we really, um, you know, my, kind of my generation, I'm, I'll be 36 in September this year, but we're kind of that last age group who really got to enjoy, you know, childhood the way without phones really at all. Um, cause my, brother who's just two years younger than me, he had a cell phone in high school. My brother who's five years younger, he had a cell phone in middle school. You know, so it started earlier and earlier with each generation. That was only five years younger than me. So that's why I said my generation, my age, um, we're really kind of the last ones who are going to experience life without um, the cell phone, you know, at such a young age. So anywho, that kind of took a turn. Um, to, true to probably my nature and what I tend to do when I'm, you know, working with people is that these are some of the thoughts that I think of. Um, hopefully you found them somewhat helpful. And if anyone has any suggestions or books or anything that they think that would help the collective. So I would love to share those out. Uh, just send me a DM on Instagram at seasonal living mamas. I would love to know any tips or takeaways on how we can better support younger kids and um, ourselves with technology and moving forward, how we can help um, you know, kind of better, better us as a society and being more present. All right. Thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.